Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Welcome to this week's edition of Cascade Connects. I'm your host, Rob Cashel, Conference Commissioner, and I'm joined today by three great individuals from the College of Idaho. First, a head coach for men's and women's cross country, Dominic Bolin, and two student athletes uh, on the men's team, Braden Heath, and on the women's team, Elise Tinglestad. Guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, and joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us, Rob. Well, I want to start first with uh, just a little bit of what happened last week. Uh, you guys are hosting the Cascade Conference Championships this year, and uh, part of our part of our structure is the host always hosts a preview meet. And uh, you dominated the preview meet. Both the men and women women's team came in first. And Dominic, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, ab- about the preview, uh, what you saw from the teams, and also what you saw from from uh, the several of the Cascade teams that came down for the preview. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was very happy with both of our teams and how they performed. Um, it's always fun. You know, it's been, I think it was 2014 is the last time we hosted. And so that's the last time we even had a meet. Um, so it was really cool getting faculty and staff out there, um, some other teams. So it was awesome. And I know the kids love that energy from, you know, having the fans out there to watch them. But very, very happy with our performances. Um, it looks like the rest of the conference also is going to be really strong again this year. Um, you know, it's like, it's year end and year out. We're getting to all those at large bids for nationals. So um, it's just pretty special conference. Um, and so it should be another really competitive conference again this year. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, always highly competitive. Uh, turning first to, to Braden uh, and the men's race. Uh, again, College of Idaho won the preview. Uh, you're gearing up for some other meets. I think looking at your schedule, the next one is the Charles Bowles uh, over in Salem. But talk a little bit about your team race on the men's side and, and you individually. How did you feel? Um, just kind of to copy what uh, Dom said, it was really cool just to have a lot of like the uh, student population out at C of I be able to come out and watch the race because we don't usually have that a lot. So being able to race close to home is something that we're not used to, but it was really cool. Just having a lot of our parents and fans and everything out there. Um, as far as the race goes, I think it went just about as good as we could have hoped on the guy side. Um, we knew that we had to go in and kind of just take care of business and trust our training and everything else that we've done up to this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, we had talked about putting five in the top 10 and that's exactly what we did. And so I think there wasn't a huge number of uh, schools that offered a lot of great competition but I think for kind of the people and the teams that were there I think that we executed kind of the race plan and everything else that uh coach Dom gave us pretty well into kind of like the best of our ability so yeah and then as far as myself um yeah it was just a good race I didn't have my best race our opening meet um it wasn't terrible but it wasn't my best and it just helped a lot just having a lot of the fans there for me personally and then just having my teammates right there with me like that that's always a huge help for me so my personally, it wasn't uh, wasn't anything big and crazy, but just really happy with how the team did. That's great, and and Braden, uh, uh, kind of a local product right there from Meridian, and so I'm sure you had a lot of family and friends out there rooting you on. Yeah, that part was great. It was nice to have a lot of family and friends who I don't usually get to see at races come. So that was a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool uh, experience. 
Elise, on the women's side, again, a dominating performance by you guys. Again, as, as Braden and Dom said, the field wasn't particularly large, uh, but there's always depth anytime you have any of our conference teams coming to a meet. There's always that depth there. But same question for you. You know, how, how did you feel the preview went for your team on the women's side? And then also, how did you feel you performed and, and, and as you're getting ready and getting ready to peak for nationals? Yeah, I think the women's team, it was a good day for us. Um, and just kind of like another consistent part of our buildup of like we went in and did what we needed to do. And like, I think for the day and for the circumstances, I'm happy with how the team performed. We did really well. I honestly don't think it was like our best day. I think a lot of our gals are coming off of sickness and stuff. And that kind of was challenging. But nonetheless, like I said, given the day, I think everybody put in what they had. Um, and it was really fun and good to see like Eastern there and other teams in the conference. Um, that was really nice. And yeah, there wasn't a ton of depth, but like the CSI gals and some NNU gals and then like just our own teammates always running together. There's always, always a competitive um, group or groups, multiple groups um, that we all challenge each other. And so overall, I think it was a really good day. Um, another day of, you know, putting in the work. Um, personally, I'm kind of similar boat as Brayden. I had a little bit, not the best race, um, our opener. Um, and this week was a lot, this last week was a lot better. Um, just, I would say the biggest thing for me was mentally, I was in a much better place this week. Um, and so that was definitely a good confidence boost, but as always, having all my teammates um, right right there with me um, always makes a huge difference. So it is a really good meet overall. That's great. And you, not too far away uh, uh, from Joseph, Oregon. So hopefully some, some of your family and friends were able to come down and watch you as well. For sure, yeah. And uh, Joseph, Oregon, for anybody who's not been there, maybe one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Uh, go there. Uh, it, it's just fantastic. But uh, how did how did Eastern Oregon uh, not get you to run for them? And, and I, I say that because I know Ben Welch is probably, every time he sees you line up as a yote, he's probably kicking himself. But uh, what drew you to the College of Idaho? I never, uh, Eastern wasn't, one of my top options. I wanted to be further away from home than La Grande. Um, it's an hour and a half away, but also it's like so close to home. It's our closest Walmart. So it's kind of home in a sense for me. And I was just like, I want to go further than that. Um, so that was a big thing. And I also know a lot of students and a lot of the team at Eastern. And I kind of felt like I wanted to branch out more and meet new people. Um, and then there were a lot of things that drew me to see a vibe between the program, um, the academics, the location. I think it's a good distance from home. Um, I like Caldwell. I like where it's situated around the Boise area. So there was a lot of factors that went into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure, uh, I, I'm sure that, um, they would have loved to have you in, in Mountaineer blue and gold, but boy, that purple looks great on you as well. So, uh, Speaking of speaking of um, the preview and heading towards the championships that you'll host on November third, uh, Dom, you guys came into the preseason nationally ranked on the women's side third, on the men's side I believe you're ranked sixth. And there's a new ranking that'll come out um, on the twenty first. So talk a little bit about uh, the the expectations you guys have being ranked basically in the top ten, women in the top five. 
Yeah, you know, it's, you know, I've been I was very lucky to, you know, kind of inherit this program that has been good for all the way back when I was on this team. Um, and, you know, I started here in 09 um, under Pat McCurry and then now and then working under Mike Anderson and Austin Bastarchia. So very lucky to inherit a very good team. And so there's always been high expectations. Um, and so I think it's just year in and year out. Our kids are they've just come to expect that. Um, and we just kind of go talk about our, I always preach into our kids consistency, but don't try to look too far ahead. We're just focusing on, you know, the week at hand, the workout at hand, whatever we're doing, staying in the moment and just take it one day at a time. Um, we can't look too far ahead to conference or nationals. I mean, it's a long season. Um, you know, the big thing is health. You got to keep kids healthy, got to stay consistently training. Um, so try not to look too far ahead. I mean, obviously I'm, looking at other teams in the country and in the conference, I'm definitely doing that nerding out. Um, but when it comes to, you know, talking to the kids, we try to stay very in the moment with what we're doing um, and just kind of take it race by race and kind of month by month. So. And both Braden and you guys, two athletes, three sport, if you count indoor, I'm, I'm assuming you, you might both do indoor as well, but uh, certainly do outdoor. Uh, what's always been intriguing about cross country is your training and that build up to race day and not not pushing too hard or when your body's feeling great, actually stopping the workout based on the training that you're given rather than saying, man, I feel great. So talk me talk to me a little bit, uh, starting with you, you Elise, uh, on your on your on your mental preparation to train and, and how do you how do you go about getting that preparation so you peak on a race day or try to peak on a race day? Um, I think a huge thing that is important in like trusting the training and like when figuring out when you're going to peak is trusting the training and trusting Dom. And I think that's been a huge thing that our girls are like really bought into uh, our whole team. But like I've really seen it with the girls team is just really buying into the training that we're doing. And every day it's like you put in the work and like Dom said, consistency is our huge thing. So just stacking, stacking those days, um, not letting like one bad workout get down on you, but I think really just like trusting it and buying into it. It's like some days suck and some days are great and some workouts you love and some workouts you hate. And like, no matter what it is, as long as you show up and give your best, like you have to trust that Dom knows um, what he's doing and the training has a purpose. Um, and then a huge thing that I think is also important with every day is just like being intentional with what you're doing. Like it's easy when you get busy with school and running and there's days where you don't feel like doing a hard workout. It's like still just as important to be intentional with it and like put in the effort because like I said, every day stacks consistency is huge and like being intentional every day matters and will ultimately contribute to success. And, and Braden, um, I remember when I was an AD during the summer months, you know, I'd hear different coaches say, man, I hope my team's working out this summer. And then I'd hear a cross country coach say, man, I hope they're not running too much, uh, you know? So how do you, how do you balance that when you're technically off season? Do you guys hold each other accountable as teammates and, and really kind of uh, make sure as Elise said that you're, that you're sticking to the training and, and communicating with each other? Yeah. Um, I think everything that Ellie said was pretty right. Uh, um, yeah, pretty right on it. Um, as far as like off-season training and stuff, I think 
we kind of talked at the end of last track season about some of the goals that we had for this upcoming season. And we realized that that stuff wasn't going to be accomplished based on what we did from August to November. It was going to be accomplished starting in June um, in our offseason training and everything. And we actually had a lot of guys decide to stay in the Valley over the summer um, just to really be accountable for that training. And yeah, we met up um, five or six times a week as a whole guys unit to train, um, to hold each other accountable. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, obviously um, a lot of times you try to, you want to do as many miles and stuff as you can. But a big part of that is just like, um, just like Ellie said, just trusting Dom, um, just putting full trust in him. He's been here before he knows what he's doing. And there's a reason that he took over as head coach last year. Um, just putting kind of full faith in him and everything that he tells us, making sure that we're all doing every single thing that he asks of us. Um, and so far it's worked out great. And yeah, we just can't wait to see what it's like for the rest of the season. And Dom, as it's been mentioned a couple of times, um, you are an alum of College of Idaho, uh, ran cross country track and field there. You're an All-American in, in both sports. So you, you come with that reputation. Um, you guys were preseason uh, ranked number one in the conference, picked by the coaches to win both the men's and women's conference. Uh, women have won the last four in a row, nine overall. The men last one, last one two years ago and have won three overall. But um, how much do you talk about that preseason ranking and knowing that, you know, every race you go to, you have that target on your back? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we don't talk about it all that much. <laughs> um, you know, the, obviously the kids see the rankings, I see the rankings and all that, but kind of go back, you know, my previous answers, like we're just focused on what we're doing. That's the big, big focus. Um, and like I said, yes, I am definitely thinking about it. Um, but I think it goes back to all the way when I was back here, like there's always that expectation of, you know, making it to nationals. So we got to be in, like I said, our conference is really, really, really deep. And so typically we get three, four, sometimes five teams um, on both sides to nationals. So trying to be in that top, um, you know, tier is huge. Um, but yeah, we just try to, like I said, focus on what we're doing. And when we go to race, we, you know, try to execute the race plan to the best of our ability um, and just let the cards fall how they may. Um, so that's a big, big thing. We don't really focus on too much outside of our control is the big one. Just focus on what we can do. Um, we'll move forward from there. Well, you, you talk about the, the history of your program and, and it is a rich history, no question. Um, people come to mind, Hillary Holt, uh, you know, a legend, right? Oh, yeah. uh, NAIA Hall of Famer, two-time uh, NAIA champion. Um, you know, your teams have done extremely well. Last year, the women third at nationals, the men seventh, I believe, won the combined uh, championship. Um, what's also interesting, and Elise, I'll turn to you, uh, is balancing that your individual goals with your team goals, because it's a unique, unique sport that way. Uh, you are the two-time defending champion of, at the conference level. Uh, you've improved each time at nationals. You're an All-American, two-time All-American. Talk about your individual goals and, and, and how do you balance that with the team goal? Uh, I've actually never thought about them as two separate things. So that's really interesting uh, thing to consider. Um, I think they're both hand in hand and I, I always think about the team goal. Um, I know that if I do my job on the day that on race day, like if I do what I want to do and, in terms of my individual goals, I know that like that'll be good for my team. Um, I think 
I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely have goals and I'm goal oriented and like have a place and a time, but I think more than anything, it's just like my attitude every, every race, every day is like go in and give the best that you have on that day. And like, if that's not enough, like that's just the way it is. Like it was just a bad day. Um, and like Dom mentioned before, like a big thing is just like, uh, control the controllables, you know, like there's plenty of things that are out of your control. So yeah, I always have the team goals in mind, but I can only control one part of that. And so then that's, I guess, where my individual goals come in is like my individual goal is always centered around the team. Um, but it's like, I can only, you know, physically run Ellie's race. I can't run Sage or Abby's or any of my other teammates races. Um, and I think we're always all there to pick each other up. And I also know that my individual goals, I would not be anywhere close to accomplishing them if it weren't for my teammates. Um, and that's just because like, I don't know, we talk about it all the time. It makes such a big difference having having a close-knit team and having girls to run with and having girls to train with. And everybody is so good that we all challenge each other. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question fully. Yeah, for sure. It, it's it's an interesting concept to have those individual uh, accolades or places, if you will, within a team setting. So yeah, great answer. Uh, appreciate that. Dom, uh, I know we're not looking too far ahead, but uh, certainly we're excited at the conference level to host nationals at Fort Vancouver. Um, the Yotes have had good success there in the past. And talk a little bit about what it means uh, for your program to have us host so close to where a lot of a lot of uh, the Yote fam and and C of I people can come and watch. Oh yeah, we're looking forward to it. It um, you know like it's, like you'd mentioned, there's a lot of history there. All four years I was in college, it was there, and then obviously kind of back and forth kind of since then. Um, but we really really like the course there. You know, it has some hills involved in there, and I think our kids run race really really well on difficult courses. Um, and so I think that's kind of an advantage for us. Um, and like you said, much closer than, you know, Tallahassee. Tallahassee was awesome. Like that was probably one of my favorite cross-country courses ever, um, being a part of running, um, but obviously all the way across the country. So definitely looking forward to um, our conference hosting. And, you know, like you said, get our local parents and friends and family and hopefully some people from the school up there. Um, I was just talking to uh, Jim, one of our presidents, and I think him and Doug are going to try to make it up there. So um, that's really, really exciting, especially for our kids. So definitely looking forward to it. And Braden and Elise, you know, obviously there's great, great hope that your teams will make it uh, either as an AQ or an at large, however that goes. And I'm sure, I'm sure your family and, and friends have, have got that uh, circled on their calendar to, to hopefully be over there watching you. We're definitely excited. Like Dom said, um, the Tallahassee course last year was really awesome, but we didn't have quite as many uh, family and friends able to come out as we have in the years past when we've been at Vancouver. Um, and like Dom said, we love the tough courses and Vancouver is definitely a, a more of a grind. Um, so we'll be excited to go back and see what we can do, especially with a lot of support from family and friends being so close. So knowing where nationals will be, and certainly at Fort Vancouver, you've ran the course before. There's times where you go to a course where you've never ran it, so you don't really know what to prepare for. Does that affect how you schedule, Dom, and where you're going to go uh, for the year, knowing where that final race is potentially going to be? Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, like our conference course, actually, the way I set it up is pretty similar as far as the 2K loops, um, which is very similar to Vancouver, um, kind of on the backside, how we kind of those loops of going up the hill, coming back down, then going back up. 
you know, you kind of see that at the national meet as well. So I definitely tried to, you know, kind of almost mirror them. Um, the conference course is not as hard as the national one, but um, yeah, we definitely think about that. For us, a lot of it is, you know, getting a big field. Like obviously we're going to go to Willamette here in two weeks, um, big field there. Um, that way, you know, it's not such a shock, especially for kids, their first time at nationals going from, you know, the last two races we've been in have been smaller fields. And then you go to nationals, there's 350 kids running. Um, so definitely when I'm scheduling out our schedule, those are kind of some factors I'm looking at is trying to see what nationals course looks like. And then the big thing is finding those big competitive fields um, to get our kids that exposure before we go to nationals. Elise, this will be the first year where our conference championship and the national championship has moved up to a 6K. Um, so talk to me a little bit about how your team is preparing for that additional uh, uh, additional length of, of, a, of a course. Surprisingly, I don't really feel like, or maybe it'll be surprisingly um, to you, I don't really feel like we've changed our training too much. Um, based on that, we raced a handful of 6Ks last year. I think about half of our um, pre-championship season races were 6Ks. Um, and I think our performances in those was strong. And I think that has given our girls a lot of confidence um, going into this season. I don't really think anybody's like, it's not really something we've thought about too much because I just don't think there's that much of a difference um, that it's changing how we think about it. I definitely think having some of those 6Ks under our belt last year where we did perform well um, has given us a boost of confidence, um, which is really helpful. But I know when we went into our first 6K last year, Dom just told us, like, just race it like it's a 5K. Um, and I think that's why we did so well. And so hopefully we can, I think at that time, like, ignorance was a little bit of bliss for us um, and we didn't really know. So hopefully we can carry that through. But I know that we had a lot of fun in the 6Ks we raced last year. Um, and I think... I imagine it will be the same this year. So our training hasn't changed too much. Um, I think we just go into it with the attitude of like, race it like it's a 5K because why not? Um, and you can always do more than you think you can. So a great attitude towards it. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I know the coaches who, who voted that in are, are really excited about moving that, um, that up from the 5K to the 6K. It mirrors now all the other divisions and, and uh, really excited to be at, at that point. Um, obviously, school has started for you both. Uh, uh, um, Braden had said on your bio, you're listed as a grad student. And, uh, and Elise, I, I think, um, tell me what degree program you're in. Uh, environmental studies. Environmental studies. And Braden, what is the grad program you're in? Um, yeah, so I graduated with a major in business administration. Um, and the grad program that we're in right now is it's like a certificate program. Um, it's for like sports marketing business, that kind of stuff. Sports administration, I think is the official title. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's a certificate program that allows athletes who um, got kind of like that year of COVID eligibility. It allows them to come back and have something to do um, if they didn't want to do any of the other like master's programs or if they didn't have a specific master's program that kind of coincides with whatever they graduated within their undergrad. So yeah, it's been pretty good. There's a bunch of kids in the class and stuff uh, from a variety of different sports at the college. So it's been working out pretty well so far. That's great. Well, you, you both are in very highly demanding uh, academic programs and then being student athletes on top of that, just uh, very impressive. If there's one thing, uh, and I'll start with you, Braden, if there's one thing that you would like people to know about 
cross country that they might not know, what would that be? I have this conversation with some of my friends that aren't really in the sport quite a bit. Um, And I think the really cool thing that all of us in the sport get to experience is that it's so much more than just going out and running, like whether or not that's the actual aspect of like strategy and planning for a race and all that kind of stuff, or just kind of like the overall sense of community and stuff. Um, I grew up playing a bunch of team sports and I've never been closer to a team than I am with this one. And I think just kind of going out and like running is not as like highly thought of a sport like football and basketball and doesn't bring in the same like ratings and fans and all that kind of stuff. But it really is. um, It really is like a, it's a grind and being able to have teammates and stuff to do that with on a daily basis. um, It's just a really cool and unique sport that I don't think a lot of people kind of know the ins and out of uh, the ins and outs of, Um, but yeah, I just think the sense of community and the friendships and everything else that like gets built within um, the running is kind of like the most important part for me. And Elise, same question for you, something that you wish people would know, or you'd want people to know about cross country. Kind of just going to echo Brayden. Um, I think what he said is really valuable. I think the community in the sport is something that people don't, or maybe don't, people outside the sport probably don't see as much. Um, and I think a lot of that stems from a couple things. I think it's the adversity and the challenges that the sport brings just naturally brings people together. Um, and I also think that it kind of being um, more of like a co-ed sport in a sense um, also really contributes to that community. It's just a little bit different than any other sport. Um, but also like it's so much more than just running and there's so much more outside of the sport um, than just running. One of the things that's always been so exciting for me to watch and be part of is how much at cross country and track and field where you all are for each other. Um, Because I think it's such a, it is a team sport, but it's also individual. So you guys are as happy for somebody who PR'd as you are when you PR. Uh, And that's really a, a neat, neat part of the sport, I think. Dom, uh, is there something uh, that hasn't been said that you would want people to know about cross country? I think kind of reiterate what you just said, you know, it's, I think there's this common knowledge, especially after races or, you know, especially in cross country is, you know, you see it, you know, the athletes, when they finish, they're hugging kids from other teams and different things like that and congratulating them. You know, you start on the start line and everyone, you know, obviously you want to beat other people, but I think it's that common, you know, knowledge of like hey what I just did was really hard and I know you just did that as well and we both just accomplished something really special um so I think that's huge that is kind of not really seen in other sports as much um but yeah that's a really big thing that I take notice in cross country and when I first started getting into running that's something I really noticed is like like I said you get on the start line like hey I want to beat everyone then afterwards you're like hey good job like that was hard (laughs) like but congratulations you did it so yeah it's I think that's pretty cool yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I remember the first big cross country meet I went to was at Willamette. And uh, first of all, seeing the mass of people on the start line. And this is back where they didn't have it broken up into into the various levels. It was everybody racing. And, and then at the finish line, you got people throwing up, you got people, you know, throwing onto the ground and trainers over there. And then when they're recovered, you know, they're hugging and, and congratulating each other. It, it's a pretty unique experience for sure. Well, I really want to thank you guys for joining the podcast. Uh, Elise, Braden, and, and Dominic, uh, College of Idaho, 
cross country, picked number one in the league, uh, won the preview meet, and next meet on tap is at the Charles Bowles over in Salem, at Willam hosted by Willamette. And we wish you great luck and, and can't wait to see you in person at the uh, Cascade Championships. And then undoubtedly, I'm going to go on record and say it, at Nationals. Thanks, Rob. We appreciate Thank you. it. Thanks for having us. Bet. Thank you, guys. On behalf of director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast to the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships, and over 3,000 student-athletes. This is the CCC.